Hey y'all, this is the Reaching In Podcast. My name, my name is Pavel, and I'm here with four other friends. Only four? There's five of us. <laughs> oh, four other four other friends. Come on, what a dog. Start. What a start. What a start. That's how you want to start right, it? Okay. Introduce yourselves. Okay, Vic, I'm you. Roger. I'm all right. uh, the reigning champ in fantasy football. I own all these bozos. What's your name um, again? Yeah, what's your name, your man? Mom. Bruh. No, for real, what's your name? I heard Vic talking over you. So. Roger. That's me. The champ. I'm Victor. Um, I'm coming after Roger this year in fantasy football and also fantasy basketball. I think I am way more intelligent in sports-related content, and I'm an athlete. <laughs> did Vic just cut out? What did he say? really cut out? My name is Dom, and I'm definitely the most knowledgeable when it comes to sports in this whole group. So, okay, buddy. Get that, that out there. My right, name's Nick. Nick. Right. I don't know why Dom sounded like he was being interviewed, but uh, yeah, I don't know <laughs> shit about sports. No way Dom's talking about sports when he's always the first round exit. Yeah, uh, I can testify. Objection. All right. All right. Let's. All right, Pavel, you want to get into it? Yes, sir. All right. So, what we're mainly going to talk about in this podcast is very sports related, uh, with heavily. With more basis on basketball and football. And right, we, we may introduce input? some other sports if it headlined very big. Like, who's right. been getting fucking knocked out? Basketball. But that's just another topic for another discussion. Exactly. Uh, just to be 100% honest, I don't know shit about football. Um, so. Well, you're lost, little bro. Uh, I'm going to just talk about random shit, you know? Yeah, we know. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's all good. We all we all shine in our moments, but I guess on the subject of football, I guess with our fantasy league coming up very soon and our draft coming in this Saturday, and yeah, how are you guys preparing for fantasy football? Like, what's the strategies heading into the draft this Saturday? What's the strategy? My yeah. strategy is pick whoever's first, because uh, I don't know shit about football. I think the 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 so-called defendant champ. I should answer that question first. Hey, Jeb, how right, are you really right. doing for it? Just real want to know how. Yeah, tell us your strategies. Oh, your wait, strategy. no, wait, Pavel, you're the reigning champ. champ. What are you talking about? Whoa, whoa, no, whoa. whoa. I am the no. reigning champ in the real league, but I'll let Roger take this one. We're talking about the real league, the real PPR league, not this fraudulent Mickey Mouse ring that you won, bro. We want to hear the motherfucker that won the $500 last year. So That was Pavel. All right, well, how, Roger, how are you preparing for the league this season? Oh, what's, you know. Your, what are your strategies or tips for other people, other, you know, individuals that want to do well in the next league this year? Actually, wait, wait before we go on, wait, 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 before we go on, we are playing in a 12-man league. We should state what pick we have just so that we can have some context behind it so you can take it away, Roger. All right, well, this year I have the 11th pick. Last year I had the fourth pick. Um... With a top four pick, top five, you kind of have the advantage of having one of the top running backs at your disposal. Like last year, Derrick Henry fell to the fourth pick. He should have never fell to the fourth pick, although he was injured last season. Um, I was able to draft a number of running backs that were able to help me and put me in a position 
to not only win the playoffs, but win in an easy, easy manner. I dropped 125 every playoff game because I had other running backs. I had depth. I scavenged the waiver wire. That's one thing that people need to learn in fantasy football. You have to be able to adapt and be able to attack the waiver wire. And I attacked the waiver wire more than anybody last season. And, and, I was, and my, my, my interject real quick, how, how did you really attack the waiver wire? How did you keep track of it so much? Yo, before you answer that, can you explain what the fuck a waiver wire is? Okay. <laughs> the waiver wire is a place where all the players who are not on teams, they're basically free agents. So you anybody has free play for them. Anybody can pick them up at any time. And we have a rolling waivers, a continual rolling waivers. So these players are constantly like, you can pick them up whenever in other leagues. There's, there's a, we, they're set where you can't pick up players after Sunday, after a game day, they're not, you can't pick them up until Wednesday. So people can put in waivers, but we have a continual waivers thing. So you can pick them up on game days. Like if someone's dropping like three touchdowns during that game, you could pick them up, pick them up during that game. So that's one of the fun things about our league. But uh, because I was so attentive to these players on the waiver wire, there was many people in the league or several people in the league that were unhappy with the way I was using the waiver wire and Twitter. Yes, he wakes up at 3 a.m. just to draft players and he's on Twitter 24-7, bro. No alarm, bro. You just be watching. Your strategy is just to watch the games and watch the waiver wire. Yes, that's my strategy. You could draft the best team possible, like Dom. Dom usually has one of the top two to three teams drafted every season, but he has yet to win a ring. Because he's not good at picking up waiver wire players, isn't it, that right? I don't. It. it I mean, players. okay. Let's 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 be honest here. Fantasy football has a lot to do with luck as well. It has does. a lot to do with the you know when when you play certain teams, what CD you get. But players pop off, injuries, COVID, a lot of factors that play into it, right? So I agree. I mean, in your case, Roger, I mean, could you really deny that COVID, you know, maybe it sort of helped you in a way achieve this championship, win this ring, or would you object against that? I object. I object to Roger's objection. I, I think feel... he, the league. He, I feel like it's uh, more COVID than this season. This season, it happened at the beginning of the season. But it wasn't happening in the playoff time. It wasn't happening in the last like, like eight to like six last six to eight weeks of the play of the season and into playoffs. It wasn't happening. There wasn't any COVID. It was the beginning of the season that was like it was kind of a mess. But it was the same as the season before. Yeah, but I, for me, it still affected the game. It still affected a lot of outcomes of those games, especially like you said towards the end of the season. And even though it might have not been a lot in the playoffs, I think just in general, when it affects the season at all, you know, that that to me is sounds a little, you know, I don't want to say the word so blatantly, but Mickey Mouse, Mickey Mouse-ish. It's just, I don't know. It's just first thing that comes to mind, but. I disagree because there's always, there's always been injuries. So you add in COVID and it's, it's the same thing. You're still having to replace players who are injured. I replaced three running backs last year and I still won. Because of the waiver wire. Yes, there's luck, but there's also knowing who to pick up and when to play players and what matchups to look at. Because you could look at all the matchups, you could look at all the players, but sometimes things don't go your way. I think I feel like it's uh, pretty safe 
to pick up like the second running back the if the primary one gets injured all the time so you can have like a safe bet that you'll at least have some production from that player and, oh, I, yeah, and especially in our league since our league is not ppr we had two different leagues last <laughs> season and this one that we're mainly talking about is int ppr so running backs are very very valuable and it was a 10-man league, but now with this year, with addition of two other players, including Pavel and another friend of ours, I think running backs are going to go off the table very, very early. Like I don't, I do think, I do think, um, first four rounds, all the good running backs are out, and then after that, you're you're going to struggle with like finding a good running back. So, yeah, I agree. Running backs are very important for our draft. Yeah, what I noticed uh, during some mock drafts is that, um, like, the, after the first, like, two, three rounds, it's kind of hard to, like, figure out who you want to pick up on your team because, like, all your targets, at least for me, like, all my targets on my draft board were just gone. So I think drafting this year is actually going to be a lot more important than maybe in previous years, even though it's my first year in the main league. And the big boy league. You can say it. Don't be afraid to say it. Mickey Mouse League. Oh. It's okay, Pavel. Just say, say. Look, look at that. I'm a champion, champ. so I'm I'm defending my champ, and I'm I'm going back to back. Is okay, this if we're gonna if we're gonna actually talk about Mickey Mouse rings, and you, yeah, you have no room to talk, Pavel. I'm sorry, but that's... Pavel is the PPR champ. Roger is the main league champ, but in my wait, what the fuck's PPR? Like, I got lost. PPR is this is so confusing. Roger, explain what PPR is. You get points per reception, so you get additional points. If your receiver catches it, you get the yards plus a point for every catch he makes. Bro, why the fuck is this just com- confusing? We it's play standard, I do, I do. but a lot of leagues nowadays like to play half PPR, which is half a point for a reception, or full PPR, which is a full point for every reception. So then you say you play standard... That means yeah. that you don't care about none of that other yeah, crap. Yeah, you don't care about points per reception, but that's actually something we're going to discuss as a league to see if we're going to be changing to that because there are a few people that are insisting on moving to that. But Which we'll see. I am a big fan of because I feel like players like Cooper Cup are extremely think... undervalued in our league. But then when you look at PPR, they're like 40-point monsters. So, I mean, like, you're leaving a lot of points on the table. I'm on the fence because... I don't agree with having, like, a garbage player get, like, 20, 30 yards, but he has, like, 10 targets off it. And, like, if he plays well, a slot. Who's a garbage that's... player getting that much receptions for that Dude, role? it happens a lot. Like, yeah. Like, well, what PPR, player? There was a few, I, I got to look it up. But there was a few players that were doing that, and I was like, dude, this is this is dumb. This is not, like, I don't know. I'm not used to it. And I know a lot of people, like, prefer that, but I'm just not used to it. But then what yeah. What makes the difference of, like, a, like what I said, a Cooper Cup, Devontae Adams, and then, like, a Stephon Diggs, who are very good players, like, don't you think that they do deserve those extra points? Because, like, when you compare it to our main league, I had Stephon Diggs last year, and I thought he did solid. I mean, he averaged me, like, a good 14 points, but it's, like, I'm missing out, like, seven to eight points, like, off the table if, if it was PPR, you know what I mean? Yeah, Victor, but what if, you know, I get that, but what if they catch a ball for one yard, zero yards, or even negative yardage? Like, do you think they still deserve that point? That's my thing. I mean, then you get... It happens a lot. 
I mean, that is true. I agree with that. Where if it's like no gain, or but then you at the same time, if it was negative gain, you still lose like part of those points. But I think if I feel like the way that they should have structured it is if reception should count, is if they gain at least some form of yardage. But obviously, I don't think any of that will change. But it's whatever at this point. I guess we can move on to the second person. So I guess Dominic or Pavel want to explain what pick they have and then what strategies they're going to go with, I guess. Yeah. Wait, I mean, that was all... just one person? <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's just Roger. It was one person oh, and it turned into a whole other question. Yeah, so I guess I'll go next. So right. this year... Yeah, try um, to keep it concise. Yeah, this year I'll, I got lucky again for the second year in a row. I got the third pick in the draft. And it's... It's a really good pick to have in general just because you get a top three player automatically, obviously, because you're top three. But at the same time, you don't have to wait too long to get the second round pick. So I think I'm in a really good position. I have three guys in mind. And I think, obviously, either way, I'll get any of those three guys. So I think the best strategy, at least for me, why I've always kind of been successful in my drafts, it's just kind of going against the crowd, right? So like we've been saying, a lot of people like draft running backs the first first, second, third rounds. But sometimes you got to mix up a little bit, you know, surprise some people. And I think that's what made me successful in the past. Obviously, that doesn't always translate to success in the playoffs in my case, but in terms of having, you know, a good draft, a good regular season, foremost, I think it's the best strategy for me. So, that's I mean, kind of what I got. As long as somebody takes away Patrick Mahomes from you, I think it's a How W. Come you have thing for Patrick Mahomes in the first few rounds. You are you tend to be the round. first. I, I that's not true. I think it's just how to be chance I happen to get him for a couple of years. And um, we'll see what happens this year. But I mean if I'm presented the opportunity, I love to have Patty Mahomes on my team again. I think it would be an honor. I think we worked well together. And I don't know, we'll see what happens. We'll see the gods, the fancy gods let me have him on my team again. Dominic, do you consider yourself as a Mahomes sexual? Like, do you have a thing for Patrick Mahomes? Okay, we're moving on. That's fine. We've validated that out. Can you can you explain what that is? I I'm not aware of that. Yeah, no, that's not gonna be in the podcast. <laughs> you hold very high. It's not gonna be in the final for product. Patrick Mahomes. As I'm one sorry, of your can you repeat favorite, that? You have very high regards for an athlete like Patrick Mahomes. You consider him of as what? one of the best, and you'll do whatever it takes to get him. Even if it's super early in the rounds. I kind of agree with that. I wouldn't pick him super early in the rounds because obviously he's not the same player as he was a few years ago. He, I had him last year. He highly disappointed me. But it doesn't mean I won't go up on him. So if I happen to be in a situation where I need a quarterback, maybe I'll take him because he's Patrick Mahomes, you know? But oh, I know. We'll see. Hill, though. Tom is basically saying that he'll draft him in the second round instead of the first round. Yep. But then, like, I think it's, uh, I don't think it really matters who's he's throwing the ball to. I think it's, it's just a matter of him getting his players in good positions. Real, real quick, can I just ask? Uh, I know, I know all of y'all talked about it already, but. How do y'all draft exactly? Y'all draft by position or like what what makes I don't even know how I'm asking, if I'm asking this correctly, but like what position would be like the best to draft and what position's like the worst and that that sort of thing. Like the like number? the draft order? 
No, like I'm talking about like running backs, quarterbacks. Like, why sure. you pick this over like over that? that like, why? I think it just depends on the league that you're in, and then the amount of people that are in your league. I would say. Like okay, I think definitely in most leagues it's running backs are off the table first, and then it kind of goes like receivers and QBs and tight ends, and then your kickers and defense. Yeah, it, it definitely depends on the top. Like I just said, definitely depends on the top league you're in. Um, in or in our case, with the one quarterback league. So generally, in the one quarterback league, it's better to either draft a running back first most of the time, or you know, wide receiver. But um. In our two quarterback league, it's always better to get quarterback first because all the quarterbacks start to run out really fast. All the good quarterbacks start to run out. So it really mm-hmm. depends on the league. But generally speaking, I think it's better to draft a good running back because that's the most consistent player. That gives you the most points, the most yards. Um, it's also a very scarce like, position too. Exactly. Like, so it's, I would say, either running back or receiver and least valuable. I mean, I don't know you guys can agree with this, me or not, but... Again, depends on me, but usually like a kicker, defense, tight end, those are the three positions that are worth the the least. So it just really depends though, because our league again, defense, return yards, get points for that as well. So it's a lot I of would say tight ends would be like the. I don't think it's very much like a very good position unless you were to get like a Travis Kelsey or like a Darren Waller. I think it, like, like if, if they're like red zone well. targets, then I think they're good picks. Yeah, like I mean, tight. I think it's, it just depends mm-hmm. on the tight end you get because yeah. tight ends are very touchdown dependent unless you have, like, those top – what would you guys say, top four tight ends? Yeah, there's, like, there's Kelsey, like Mark five. Andrews, yeah. Waller, Aaron Wall, Kittle. Kittle. But then it's like, if you have a top tight end, you can, like, elevate your team compared to other, like, teams in the league. But then there's yeah, also, like, the opportunity cost of – not like the other running backs or the other wide receivers who could probably even outproduce those players. You know what I mean? It, it just yeah. de- it just depends on the position you're in. And then also like going back to what I said about the league, like a 12 man league, it, it, that's going to be very difficult. You make it up with like the more running backs because the moment your pick goes away, like six, like 12 picks go away. And those are 12 players that you lose out on. And twelve of those players could be running backs. So, just my opinion on that subject matter. Mm-hmm. All right. <clears throat> so I have the seventh pick in the draft. Um, I'm really, honestly, just not sure who's going to be available at that point. So I'm kind of just playing it by ear. But I feel like the way I am going to draft is going to it's going to surprise some people. But um. We'll see if it translates into success. What do you, you have mean any, by team, anybody in mind? Like who what do you think might that? fall? What do you mean? What do you mean by that? Like, like who do you think you might fall into your pick? Are you going with like a surprise pick? Like someone that shouldn't go in the first round or No, I I'm not I don't mean it more so in the first round. I mean like later rounds. But again, like I might draft I don't know, Josh Allen, seventh pick, maybe. So we'll see. I've seen, I've seen a lot of Josh Allens in the mock drafts that you and I both do. So I, Yeah, I've tried to get him in the second round every time, but, but we'll I see think, if he's available. Yeah, and I think knowing that we have a league mate 
who is a big Buffalo Bills fan, especially a a, a Josh Allen sexual as well. I Shout think out was that Verizon? Yeah. Oh my gosh. And he has the last he has the last pick, the twelfth pick. So and it, ours is a snake. So it will go basically has he has like back to back picks. So I do think and I do think Roger may ploy a downfall for Zach and take away Josh Allen even in the first round. I do predict that. So we do think that either Stefan Diggs and Josh Allen may go out early. And it's because of either Roger or Zach. Yeah, I mean, I think Josh Allen's definitely going to go go in the first round. I'm 90% sure, whether it be Pavel or Roger or Zach. Either way, he's going to definitely be going in the first round. So it remains to be seen who is going right. to take him. I think it would be a, um, obviously a risk to take a quarterback that early. But with all the rumors I've seen, and I've heard that Josh Allen's going to be a, a crazy – it's going to be just play out of his mind this year. So – Beast to see who takes that chance. It's gonna be like the Patrick Mahomes of previous seasons. So, I mean, if you have that opportunity to pick up like a thirty-five plus point quarterback, I think Josh Allen is that guy. But of course, it comes with opportunity cost. And All right, Vic, I think you're the last one. Yeah, I am the last one, unfortunately. But uh, so I have the ninth pick. Not the greatest spots as previous years. I have been stuck with very, very bad picks. But making it worse now since we are in the 12-man league, ninth pick, there's not really many options. I think I'm just going to go very running back heavy early on. And I do think that this year in particular, there is a lot of good available wide receivers throughout the entire draft. So I don't think wide receivers should be an issue. It's just more of... And I retain a lot of good running backs early on just because all those good picks, all those good players are going to be out by the time it comes to my end of the bracket. All right, real quick question. For our Pavel and Victor, since y'all are, like, close, like, y'all don't have, like, a first, like, top pick, do y'all feel that, like, y'all at a disadvantage or, or you just waiting to see how everything goes? I'll let you go first, Pavel. Um, I would say I definitely feel like I'm at a, I don't, I don't know. I wouldn't say disadvantage. I would say it, I have to draft smarter, but I definitely think it's a, it's a little harder for me because I don't have a guaranteed like stud that I can just draft in the top three or top four or top five. I also like to mention that Roger does also have like a late pick. But since like the almost back to back, it kind of like helps them out. But I do think that depending on the size of the league that you're in, it does play a big factor. I do think I am at a disadvantage. Now, will I say that like later on in the season? Probably not. It's just be just mainly dependent on how I do draft. But am I going to reach a very good consistent player like what Pavel said? Probably not. But I mean. If I can get a very solid team that can lead me to the playoffs and hopefully a championship at the end of it, I mean, I think that's just very good, at least for my end, because I got a really, like, horrible pick. All right, as a very casual football and a very, very casual fantasy football guy, I'm still fucking confused. So uh, I guess we can move on to the next subject if y'all done. Yeah. Uh, I, I just I... wanted to really... Add real quick, um, so the, for the people that 
kind of just like don't or haven't watched football or aren't interested in football and they kind of want to try it out, I definitely think you should try out yeah. getting into a fantasy league just because it, um, I feel like it helps you understand the game better and helps you actually start to enjoy the game. Because before I've watched football, like very, very minimally, like uh, the Super Bowl or like a, a college football game that I watched in the past. And I really like, I, I kind of understood the fundamentals of the game, but not really. But uh, after joining fantasy, uh, I guess a year ago or two years ago now, um, it's definitely helped me like understand the game a lot faster. It's helped me kind of like enjoy almost as much as I do basketball and uh, I think it's a it's a really good way to like be competitive with your friends especially in a fantasy football league with money in it mm. I agree yeah, I, I'll probably be joining one no nah, I'm not joining y'all y'all fucking y'all gonna take my money away but I will I will join my uh my girlfriend's family in one I think we should yeah, make definitely. one for the podcast like uh, us five and then maybe have like a bot some person have a bye week since we do have five players and then I'm going to do that, too. I'll throw in $5 at the most, because y'all going to take it anyway, so. We got to do that. Something just works. be careful, because if we do decide to do a fantasy football league with us, Walter will try to take advantage of you, so. Oh, I know. He out. fucking, so. he did it with the fantasy basketball league last time. Okay. Yeah. No one, if you guys don't know the story, Nick was in a fantasy basketball league. I sent him a trade, and it involved Seth Curry, and I don't remember, I think it was uh, Jason Tatum? Listen, I'm dyslexic, bro. I can't, I can't read, bro. And Paul George or something like that. Something crazy. And he accepted the trade thinking it was Steph Curry and Jason Tatum. And then after he had accepted and had gone through, he's like, bro, you gave me Seth, not Steph. So that's his fault. Oh, my God, bro. Yeah, that I never looked that that down. Well in the report. <laughs> oh, my man. That's, yeah. that's a little... Yeah, that's a big L right there. Yeah. Up, bro. All right. So, uh... Football. Let's wrap up the football topic and dive into some basketball. All right, so I guess the latest news would be the Kevin Durant and the Brooklyn Nets. They come in agreement, and Kevin Durant will stay in Brooklyn. Or shall I say the overrated Nets? Uh, I do think that the Nets are indeed overrated. I, called I just want to say. The season started, and they got yeah, I called it too. Now. That shit was fucking easy to read. Like, they no way they was moving Katie. Oh yeah, that is true. I kind of expected. Let's hear. Let's hear some thoughts from the Heat fans first. So, yep. uh, Roger, Victor, one of you. Let Roger go. I have no words. As a Heat fan, <laughs> I imagine you'd probably be happy just because you don't have to get rid of um, Tyler Hero and fucking the, and the other guy. Fuck, I forget his name. I had a glimmer of hope. You know, hoping by the deadline we would get KD because I knew it was going to be something that was going to be dragged along. But I didn't expect them to come out and just say, yeah, he's staying. Like, he's staying for good. And he is under contract for four years, so it made it difficult knowing he's one of the top three superstars in the league. He's under a four-year contract, and he, Kyrie's not going anywhere. If Kyrie was going somewhere, then, yeah, they probably would have busted the tires on getting him out of out of Brooklyn and trading him as ASAP before training camp, but seeing that they wanted mega deals for a mega superstar, I knew we didn't have the pieces, but it also you know, didn't help like... that it also didn't help that Rudy Gobert got traded for like a bunch of fucking picks from Minnesota. So it kind of just like inflated Kevin Durant's value because if you look at a player like Rudy Gobert, 
you're just like, oh, if he can, if the Jazz can get so much for Rudy Gobert, that means Kevin Durant can get your entire team. And that's what Brooklyn's yep. been asking. And same thing with Utah. Like, Donovan Mitchell was in our radar too, but, you know, it's hard to negotiate when a trade like Rudy Gobert happens and our gleam of hope is shattered. You know, so I, I just didn't understand how Kevin Durant comes out with, like, Oh, I want to. I want Steve Nash and the other people gone, and then also Kyrie Irving. Like supposedly did not like the coaching staff or the front office either. And then just for them to like just stay, I just didn't really understand it from that perspective. But I do think that there are still trades available for the Heat to make. I do think that Evan, no, not Evan, Miles Turner. Is it Miles Turner? Miles Turner. Yeah, it's Miles Turner. Yeah, yeah. Miles Turner and Buddy Hield. I do think that Miles Turner it would be a very good fit for the Heat because we are struggling for the from the four spot since we did lose PJ Tucker from Philly. Unfortunately, he's a Heat lifer, but you know we can't we can't really pay the bag for PJ Tucker. I don't know how you feel about it, Roger, but I I, I knew Roger, he it. Roger, you think Miles Miles Turner overrated? He's not overrated. I think he's actually underrated. But to add on to what Vic said. That's one guy that I've been begging the Heat to bring to the Miami. Uh, he, I think he'd be a perfect fit next to Bam. And I think that he would be perfect for teams that match up against us with two bigs. We can't guard the Bucks with Giannis and Brook Lopez. We struggled against them a year ago. We would struggle against them this year if they beat the Celtics. We struggled against the Celtics who had Al Horford and Rob Williams. Bam is only 6'9". He can't, can't, like, he can't guard two bigs. And let alone a big that's seven foot. He was struggling against Rob Williams. I I give props to Rob Williams. He was making Bam work, and having Al Horford in that lineup as well, it makes it more difficult for the Heat to score in the paint. And I really don't know what the Heat are going to do with the four spot, but, but Miles Turner would probably be the best fit. And I also probably would look at Harrison Barnes. He's undersized, but I feel like he would fit that PJ Tucker role perfectly. And he kind of brings out, like, more scoring that we need. I mean, probably not the go-to score, but, like, he can at least, like, shoot. And then I think going back to Miles Turner, he, he does stretch the floor, but it doesn't, like, clog up the paint as much for Bam, who's not a very strong shooter. And also, like, having Miles Turner will also help out with other bigs, such as, like, Joel Embiid and Nikola Jokic, who probably do have a very, not I don't want to say easy time, but, like, they do very well against the Heat's front court, unfortunately, because we are undersized. And maybe even Anthony Davis, who may be injury-prone, but, I mean, he does well against the Heat. Look at 2020 NBA Championship. He was cooking us. So we do need Mickey size. Mouse. We do need size. We do need shooting. But at the same time, we do need to go to score one shot away from the champ. But, you know, we fell short. There's, there's some things to be fixed, but I just don't know how... Heat are going to address it going forward. Cool, cool, cool. All right, Dom, thoughts on KD and the Nets? Yeah, I mean, I for me personally, I kind of expected this. Um, like Victor and Roger mentioned on the Rudy Gobert deal and how much pieces they needed to get Rudy Gobert, I just found it almost impossible for anyone in the league to have those kind of pieces to really acquire him. So. I mean, this doesn't surprise me. I think it'd be really interesting to see him, you know, back with Kyrie and also with Ben Simmons this year. Um, 
while I have my own personal opinions about Ben Simmons, I think he's a very unique player when it comes to playmaking, when it comes to sharing the ball. So I think Simmons is this, um, I think he'd be a really interesting fit with the Nets. Obviously, he's a pretty good playmaker. I have my own grudges against Ben Simmons being a Sixers fan, but he's a pretty unique playmaker. He likes to share the ball, and I'm just really curious to see how he fits in with Katie and Kyrie. They're all pretty ball dominant, like we all know. So, yeah, I just think it'd be a really interesting year to see how they all do, especially with the stacked East. You know, you got the Heat, Sixers, Nets, Bucks, Celtics. They're all going to be fighting for that spot. So, yeah, we'll see what happens. Nice. Yeah, my my personal thoughts are that uh, I think the Heat are smart for not trading for Katie because I feel like they would have given away all their entire team for it. And... It wouldn't have been successful. I think it just would have been a bad thing for them. And a lot more drama would have ensued and, and stuff like that. Mm. As a Warriors fan, I feel like um the Warriors had the best package for KD, but um no, I would not I personally want KD back that. on the team. Yeah, but, the um, you know, it's always up to the front office. And the front office over the last five, eight years have been doing good things. So I trust what they do. What about you, Nick, as a Chicago Bulls fan? I mean, I knew that KD was going to get traded. Uh, Brooklyn was asking for way too much. I mean, it, it was just, it wasn't happening. Uh, aren't there still, like, talks, though, for, like, Kyrie trades? I didn't, no. I thought I saw one. No, He's not sure to today. Committed. Yep. Just because Kyrie committed don't mean he can't be traded. Oh, well, that's true, but this I don't think Kyrie talking about it. Yeah, I think that things. Kyrie will be traded before KD gets traded. I'm just being I'm just putting that out there right now cuz I don't I don't see them fixing the relationship cuz Katie Katie and Kyrie are like they're they're broken up, right? They're not friendly no more, right? Ah, no, I don't think so. We're running pick up the other day. Was they? Yeah. They had all no I've been beef. hearing is like I mean, at least all, I heard side. they had beef. Ah. Uh, that was like only like a James Harden and Kyrie Irving thing. I think. Mm. I feel like I don't all- know. That the M, like the media ensues on players in the NBA is so overblown with so many players. Like the Russell Westbrook KD beef, I don't think that's actually there. Same oh, thing. Oh, no, I don't think that's there. It probably was in the beginning because, you know, that cupcake thing. But, like, no, they really, I'm pretty sure they're like brothers now. Like, they're not, they're yeah, not beefing I, I don't think they're going to be like brothers, brothers as they were in Oklahoma. But no, like, but you know what I mean? Like, they like, they're friendly with each other. They, yeah, I they, think they're just cool. Like, I don't think they're. Yeah. anymore. I think they just cool. Like KD and James Harden. When James Harden asked for the trade, and he asked out of Brooklyn, and then the All Star game happened, and he didn't want to pick Harden. He they kept asking about Harden. He had a straight face. I think that's all jokes. I don't think they actually have beef. He was just seen the other day with Harden. Like, yeah, they were in uh in Paris with the Travis Scott, right? Or something yeah. like that. I think they just yeah. get. I think they just get frustrated at the moment. But I don't think that they actually hate each other. It's just overblown yeah, by de- media. The media, yeah, the media definitely yeah. overblows everything, and we probably don't know half of every story that we hear. So that's you, true. And do you think that's why they like keep on putting this propaganda for the Nets and the Lakers to win it every single time? Like they put that propaganda because they have the top two players in the league and LeBron and KD and they just want to see whoa, whoa, whoa they just want to but, but like I'm being honest I know you're a Warriors fan and all but like Steph Steph is still number three 
Whoa. Okay. Hot take. Hot take. That's that's me. a discussion for another episode. Yeah, that's, that's a pretty episode. hot take right there. That's oh, but I'm being honest, take. and like, it's it's something that that the people want to see right, in so the you, finals. You, you, it you just goes along with it. You don't think that Giannis? It's just the a, name. You don't think Giannis or Jokic is like a top two player? Over LeBron and KD. me personally, I put. Shit, I don't even know who I put number one. I probably I still put probably right, KD on, number on, one. On, on, on. Let's end this episode right with our top okay. five players right now in the league. So start with Nick. Oh, uh, my top five. Shit, I'm not in forget order stuff. or just generally five. Um, let's do order. Yeah, you guys think in order? I'm just gonna go five. Oh. No, I'm just gonna go five because yeah. I can't really put them in order. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna forget somebody, but my top five right now. Katie, Kawhi, LeBron, Steph, and then man, I don't even know. I gotta probably put Giannis. I like that Kawhi honest. pick. Like, I feel like Kawhi fuck yeah, bro. Kawhi, my guy. Very people like over the not overvalue, but overlook what he has done in the past, and I think his load management kind of just fucked up his reputation, I guess. But I think he's solid. Yeah, quite, quite my guy, bro. All right, All right. Um, who next? Dom? All right, well, since you said the top five players as of right now, well, correct? That changes things. Yeah, right now. Right now. Yeah. Okay, so for me right now, it has to, you got to put up there, obviously, Giannis. You got to put the Steph Curry. You got to put KD. Okay. You got to put Jokic. And you got to put Embiid for top five for me. As of right now, the best place right now. Obviously, we can talk about history and all that in the past. But right now, right. I don't see LeBron in the conversation. He's not been playing the same level he has. And Kawhi's been injured, obviously. So that's why I don't really see him. No, yeah, that's understandable. Right that's now, understandable. So. Yeah. He didn't play last season, so no. Yeah. Yeah. Understandable. Uh, yeah. All right. Uh, Roger? Okay. Um, I'm going to do players that are injured too so i'm including Kawhi. so my top five um in order actually i got five i got lebron four i got Kawhi. three i got kd two i got curry and then one i got Giannis. i think Giannis is the most the best player in the league there's no one that can guard him and then he's one of the best defenders in the league if not the best defender in the league. he he can honestly guard one through five if they had him on they had him on jimmy in the first round they had yeah. They have him guarding everyone, basically. He's a 6'11 freak, like, and the guy is only, like, what, 20? How, how old is this guy? Probably like, 25. No, he, he's probably the youngest. Yeah, he probably is the youngest on our top five. He's 27. Kawhi? He's only 27, and this guy is still, like, developing his game. Like, if he develops a three-point shot, there's no, like, in my opinion, this guy could become the GOAT at the end of the day. Like, there's no one in the league that touches him, in my opinion. Yeah, I agree with that because I do think that Giannis has like the background or like a medal to qualify him as a goat. At but for some reason, right? As much as I want Giannis to be the goat, I feel like he's gonna end up the same route as Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, who won many like awards and stuff, but it isn't like recognized as much as like a, Le- a Michael Jordan or LeBron James, unfortunately. Even though I do think Giannis probably has the best potential to be the goat. The only, I think. Sorry, no, no, Vic, you go. Sorry, uh, my bad. Um, I think for my top five, at least, not in order: Giannis, Kawhi, Curry, 
I do think Embiid is slightly better than Jokic. And then I would probably put... Who am I messing here? You're going to say KD? Oh, yeah, KD. There you go. That's my top five right there. How about you, Pavel? The only argument against that Giannis conversation is the is the championships. That's it. I feel like he's going to win. I mean, he, I mean, he has won already. So Yeah, he has. that's the thing. He has won. If they had Middleton. Yeah, but he's 27. I feel like he's got to win more. LeBron, how many LeBron had at 27? Zero <laughs> or one. I think he, he just won his first yeah. one in Miami. Yeah, so he still has a long time to win a couple cha- championships. And honestly, I feel like this season, he probably would have went back-to-back. If Middleton didn't get hurt, they would have beat the Celtics. They would have beat the Heat. And I feel like they were the best team equipped to play against the Warriors. Who on the Warriors would be guarding Giannis? And then Drew would be... Curry would be doing mm. it. I feel like Drew is, like, the best defender as a guard. Like, he matches up so well with, like, players like Dame. You saw what he did to Dame a couple years back. I feel like he would be giving Curry fits. Curry would, be, Curry would still do his thing, but I feel like he's best equipped to guard Curry. Okay, sorry, Pavel. I know we skipped you, but go, you can go. What's your top five? Uh, I'll say my top five in order right now is probably five. I'll go with... I'll go with... Um, that's tough. Say LeBron. Five, I'll go with Luka. Oh. Or I'll go with Kawhi when healthy. I think he's just a straight up beast. Three, I'll go Jokic. Two, I'll go Giannis and one Curry. Damn, so you don't got KD or LeBron on your top five. Explain I just why feel you like KD has been. I mean, I just don't think LeBron is top five right now. I mean, he hasn't done anything. I mean, I think you just don't have LeBron in top five general. In general, I yeah, I would have him top five. If I'm unbiased, I would probably have him top five all time. But where on top mm. five though? Number two, probably five or four. Oh, God. Over who? No. Wait, under who? Um, I would have MJ one, Kareem two, and Kobe three. Oh, so he would be your fourth then. Yeah, I said four or five. So. Oh, okay, I didn't hear the four or five part. I would even put Tim Duncan above LeBron in my eyes, but yeah, we can. That's that's that might be a reach, and I can lie. <laughs> yeah, that's a reach. That might be a reach, and I bet Tim Duncan. <laughs> look, one of the most underrated players ever. You would have said, Hakeem. yeah, I'd say he's one of the greatest, but I would not put him above LeBron, man. You would have said, I Hakeem. think Tim. To be honest, then I would just, wait. What was that? Like, right, you know what? He said, if we're not being Hold on, hold on, Roger. Oh, if yeah, we're going right. on, who's, who's speaking? Who's speaking? My bad. You go, you go, you, you, Roger. If we're going on milestones, rings, stats, everything, I feel like Tim Duncan goes over Kobe. The, I, I don't mean, yeah, he does have more accolades. Yeah, that's gotta be this has gotta be for a new episode, bro. Like we gotta this is an entirely different topic. All right, yeah, we, I think we we're have... gonna do another one right after this or, or what? We done for now. I think I think uh we hit most of our points. And we hit, yeah. we did hit most of our points. I mean all we talked about was fantasy football, Katie. <laughs> I mean that yeah. is what I mean that's, we did it for an hour. Soon. 
I mean, we never did a top twelve pick. If you guys want forty-four minutes. What? Never if we're it. gonna if we're gonna do another one right back to back, I want to continue this discussion on our top fives. I don't know if I I don't know if we're gonna do back to back. I think I think we'll let, let's just end it off right there. But we'll save it for the next episode. We'll come back that? and reconvene and. Yeah, just we just gonna make a note of where where we left off at, then we okay. revisit it. All right. all right, this is all new for us. So anybody listening, this is this is our first podcast. Thank you for joining us. Uh, yep. Pavel, anything this you want to say? Reaching in podcast. Um, we'll put out episodes weekly. Um, I can't really think of adding anything Yo, else. Check out our Instagram. Where are you? TikTok, where are we playing YouTube, this on? YouTube, Twitter, all the social media handles run by yours truly. Do, That's all I gotta say. Do we even have all of that? We do. We just haven't posted anything yet. We get all that set yeah, up here. At, at reaching in, reaching in all platforms. Uh, where is this playing on Spotify? Apple Music. Or it's what, gonna what be on uh, all platforms: Spotify, Apple Music, whatever. Okay. All right. Well, then I guess all that's right. it. Thank you for listening. All right. Bye. Bye.